When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days in Clark County featured many things for visitors to enjoy. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. Richard Holupka is a Senior Outreach Specialist for UW-Madison Division of Extension in Clark County, and he also oversees the education and extension elements of Farm Technology Days. He shares more about the alternative crop display that they have. You know, we were talking earlier, so basically it's May 1st. And we look at that alfalfa field or clover field and we go, oh my goodness gracious, there's nothing there. What do we do now? And we can, you know, tear that up and plant corn or something else. But what we got is in the first plot, we planted Italian or a tetraploid annual ryegrass. And we're trying to show this was planted uh, towards the end of May and it's about ready to harvest now. So that's just showing you that we can probably pick up three to four tons of dry matter in a season by just doing some interseeding. Uh, the next plot over is the same Italian ryegrass, but we've added uh, vetch and a uh, clover in there to give you some legumes to help support that Italian ryegrass instead of using a nitrogen you know, fertilizer. Uh, the next one over is, now it's July 1st, we've harvested first crop, and we go, oh my God, it doesn't look very good, what can I do? We can interseed uh, another, this is another blend, it has vetch annual ryegrass and some other legumes plus a sorghum sedan and the sorghum sedan usually comes on with heat and if drier weather i'm not a big proponent of sorghum sedan unless we're having warm and dry weather in the area it responds to dry and warm our our next uh, plot that we have here is what we call our cover crop it's a cover crop plot uh it could be planted after you know wheat soybeans or corn silage and we're just trying to show you know what it looks like here you know when we have people asking questions up next is don't blush uh, we have naked barley Uh, naked barley is a recessive gene in barley and what we found is this recessive gene does not uh, put a hull on that grain kernel similar to wheat rye some of these other crops and what we're finding is if we can mill this barley it's a little easier to mill and it's a little easier to put into the human food chain at that point where your typically your barleys have a haul there's a lot more milling involved you know but that's where we get our malting and everybody loves malted beverages of course next up is malting barley of course uh, there are some contracts available here in the area through certain uh, you know grain purchasers so it was something we thought we should throw in just to give an alternative uh, the next plot is sunflower. Uh, it's a little disappointing because we, we got it in so late. We don't have the nice big blossoms today. But it's just showing, you know, it's an oil crop. It is an alternative crop, you know, to corn and soybeans. Next up, we got canola. There's a lot of interest in feeding canola meals and this type of thing. And it was very, canola provides the highest level of oil of any oil seed. Uh, the challenge is, one, is where's the market? Uh, and if you're going to harvest it, you need cases and cases of duct tape to fix your combine and all the augers and the grain bins. And, of course, we've got in, you know the industrial hemp. Just to show people what industrial hemp, this is the fiber type hemp. This is not the CBD oil hemp. Um, while there's not really a market for it at this time, we just wanted to display it and show it. Uh, next plot is buckwheat. 
Uh, what do we use buckwheat for? Well, it's got some purposes. The one thing it, is it used a lot for a green manure crop, believe it or not. Uh, in some of the specialty crops, it can add nitrogen to the soil. Uh, it can be fed as a forage, can be harvested as a grain. I was told it's an excellent, uh, excellent crop for honey. It makes a, a very high-quality honey, and there are people that will grow 30, 40 acres of it just to harvest the honey. Next up, we got the Bursine Clover. It's an annual clover. Looks a little bit like alfalfa, but you can see about 40 days of growth. I would say another week or two weeks, it would, it would make a very good harvestable crop. Again, on that May 1st date or, you know, June 1st date, and you go, oh, my God, what can I do? It's something we could look at interseeding. Uh, the Persian Clover, again, it's an annual. And, of course, the last crop we got in our agenda here is alfalfa, and everybody kind of knows what alfalfa looks like. So that kind of gives you a roundup what we got here displayed out front. Well, it certainly sounds like quite the variety, a lot for visitors to come check out. And what do you find that the importance is in presenting all of these different options for visitors to Farm Tech Days to check out? It's an alternative, you know, because, you know, we're so tuned in, you know, to corn and soybeans. We're so tuned in to alfalfa and red clover. And when we have that, oh, my God, what are we going to do this year? And, you know, all the alfalfa is dead or all the clovers are dead. Or even some of the grasses that we raise around here can die from winter kill if we have an open winter with little snow. So we're just showing, you know, there are some alternatives that we can do, you know, in that process to try to provide feed. I mean, we got 160,000 head of livestock here in Clark County, and they like forages. So we got to come up with some alternative forages. Well, some producers might be a little scared to jump into an alternative or they might not know what to expect from it. How can you work to educate them or get them to try it out? Uh, research. I mean, research is extremely important. I know Kevin Jarek is here in the booth with us today. Uh, he's got a group of people. They've been work- doing some research the last you know, three, four years on some of these alternative forages, looking at uh, different fertilizer rates on these forages and what type of yields we can harvest off those fields. So we've got some. We've got a, a very small sample, but we do have some research data to support some of the things that we're showing and talking about here today. Well, it's a great chance for people to come out, uh, see, feel everything with the alternatives. Is there anything else that's going on here at Farm Tech Days with Extension that people should keep their eyes out for? Well, I, you know, I can point down the down the line here. We have uh, our beef cross uh, demonstration here. I'm sorry, I'm turning my head. Our beef cross demonstration down here showing how to select you know that dairy beef cross you know and then how to market them so i mean again that's an alternative with a lot of a lot of farmers using sex semen on the you know holstein or jersey or dairy breeds and they'll breed some of those lower quality you know dairy cows or maybe some other cows they don't want to keep calves back with a with a beef breed we're just showing that while every while they may be black you know an angus cross for example it doesn't mean they're all created equal. There are differences, and it's going to be very helpful when you finish them animals out and you go to market them. You know, which market can you go to to capture the greatest dollar amount? Uh, other things we're showing here is basically, you know, we've got some other projects going down the line here at the NPM program. Uh, they're looking at nitrogen in corn and potassium levels in corn, those types of crops. And we also do have other farm management things here people can come in and ask any questions we got our tallest weed contest way on the other end 
uh, the master gardeners, if you've uh, got a tall weed, do you want to have it identified or put enter it in the contest, bring it down, and we'll display it here for you, and maybe you get a prize. I, and that prize might not be extraordinary, that's all I'll say. Well, moving forward, once the show is done, how can folks stay tuned into learning about a lot of these new concepts and ideas? Uh, you know, basically, well, in Clark County, we put out a newsletter every, you know, six times a year. Uh, we try to bring in current uh, information, current articles. Uh, if there's a current crisis, you know, in agriculture, we try to bring that forward, you know, at that time. You know, try to keep things, you know, current of what's going on that year. Uh, as this data comes along, we may put some of those some of those articles to go in that newsletter. Uh, it's also reported we have a website, uh, the UW Division of Extension website, where a lot of this data is stored and, and housed, where farmers can go in, they can Google it. Uh, or if they can't, they're not capable of Googling it, they can contact our office. And uh, the gals in the office or myself would be glad to locate information. We can print it out and put it in the mail to them, you know, if that's a need-to-be-done need thing. Richard Holupka, Senior Outreach Specialist for UW-Madison Division of Extension in Clark County and also a leader of the Education and Extension element of Farm Technology Days, shares more about what is featured with Extension at Farm Tech Days this year and how important it is to get a glimpse at these alternative crops. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund.